Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Dave Crouch, and this is Policy Talks, uh, produced each month by Williamson, Inc., our Chamber of Commerce in Williamson County. Uh, we have guests this morning from the city of No, or from the town of Nolensville, I should say. Uh, we have Commissioner Lisa Garamoni and Town Manager Victor Lay, and uh, our subject is a spotlight on Nolensville. Lots of uh, things going on in Nolensville, growing fast, and uh, uh, looking forward to finding out more about uh, your vision for, for Nolensville and uh, what we should expect the next time we drive uh, down Nolensville Road. Uh, Commissioner Garamoni, uh, you're uh, fairly new to the, to, the, uh, to the commission, I think elected last year, last September, is that right? Yes, sir, that's correct. The, um, what, uh, what moved you to get involved in politics? Um, well, so when I moved to Nolensville, we had a brand new neighborhood um, and I was involved with trying to help uh, my neighbors with some of the struggles we were having with the developer. Um, and that required me to go to commission meetings. And of course, at that time, it was BOMA meetings and uh, planning commission meetings. And I had a quick education in what was going on. And, and through that process, I wanted to, to get involved to try to fix a few things that I saw that, that could be improved. So here I am. Right. And uh, I'm cheating here a little bit. Um, I'm a uh, newspaper clipping uh, hound sometimes, and uh, I've got uh, the the uh, uh, the questionnaire. Excuse me, that uh, the Tennessean had on you when you were running for alderman or, or for. I'll, I'll get that right before this show's over with. For commissioner, <laughs> correct myself. And uh, it looks like you uh, moved to Nolensville maybe four years ago, that, that right? Uh -huh. Actually, it'll be five years in December. So, yep, that's pretty close. What attracted you to Nolensville? Why did y'all choose Nolensville as a home? Um, we had lived in the southern part of Davidson County for a, quite a long time. I, I moved here in 1994. And um, so I had come down to Nolensville and visited the couple that ran the the bed and breakfast, the home place bed and breakfast. Um, my aunt and uncle used to stay with them. And so I had just kind of gotten to know about the area from, you know, driving around on the weekend. And my husband and I liked it. We wanted to um, get to Williamson County specifically. Uh, we have two children and wanted to get them into the school system here. And, and so that's what we did. Right. Uh, the um... Our other guest this morning is Victor Lay. Victor, you are now the town manager in Nolensville. And uh, uh, you've been there now, I think, a, a relatively short time. When did you take that seat? I started uh, January 19th. So I've, uh, I've now got five months in. So it's been, it's been very good so far. Great. Now, uh, you were in Spring Hill in the town, I believe administrator was the title down there. Is that right? Uh, city administrator. Yep. And uh, how long were you there? A uh, little over 11 years. So you've seen a town uh, grow from uh, relatively small to uh, almost a metropolis now. Um, and uh, do you see the same things going on at, uh, in Nolensville that you uh, experienced down at Spring Hill? 
Uh, yeah, there are a lot of similarities uh, in, in in that explosive growth going from uh, a relatively small community to uh, a very blossoming community. And uh, fortunately, I think uh, Nolansville has an opportunity to uh, put some things in place that uh, uh, Spring Hill didn't didn't know at the time, even even you know 10, 15 years ago, or, or maybe closer to 15 to 20 years ago when Spring Hill was really starting to, to blossom out and they didn't recognize some of the things that were coming and Nolansville has the, uh, has, has the time to get some things in place for that. Good, well, uh, personal uh, endorsement here, but I think they got the right man for the job and uh, Thank you. Uh, your experience should uh, uh, be valuable as, as they go through some of the things, same things that uh, you saw at Spring Hill. Uh, I, I normally go by first names. Lisa, is there hard to call you Lisa? Please do. That's great. The, uh, now, the mayor was not able to be with us this morning. Uh, Derek Adams, uh, also elected um, in the same election you were elected in. He's been an alderman. He was an alderman for a couple of years prior to that. But um, you all made a big change in the city government or the town government to go from a mayor alderman form of government to a uh, city commissioner uh, form of government with the town uh, manager as the uh, as kind of the CEO, I guess you would say. Uh, what was the motivation behind that change and, and, and how do you see that changing the way things are done in Nolensville? Um, you know, there were multiple reasons behind that change, I think. Um, and I think the folks who supported it, supported it for a variety of reasons. Um, at, at the end of the day, we really wanted to make sure that um, in terms of the elected officials, that the power was evenly spread, which is the case with the commission system. Um, and we needed somebody full time that could take on the growth and the work and everything that needs to be done because the commissioners, not everybody knows the commissioner is not a full-time job. It is a part-time uh, job. We all have day jobs. Um, and so we really needed somebody who can be there eight to five, really working um, with developers or, you know, uh, any of the departments that, that need that support. And so we really felt like this was a better system for the next phase of our growth. Uh, is it working well so far? So far it's working, I think, great. I mean, I, you might want to ask Victor how he thinks it's working. Um, but, you know, I think we've got a, we've a board of five folks and, and we're really working hard to work well together um, to get to the best decisions for the town as a whole and not have any one person's personal views or desires, you know, override anybody else's that we're really looking at it from a, the vantage point of trying to support the majority of our citizens. Victor, I think Spring Hill was a mayor alderman form of government. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. <clears throat> so are you seeing a lot of differences between the two types of government or from a practical matter? Is there a, a huge difference? There's uh, there's some subtle differences between the two, um, in the in both respects, um, uh, they have an administrator or, or someone who is there um, in the 
uh, mayor automatic form, which is what uh, existed before, that position is really uh, set by uh, an ordinance and can come and go at the direction of the, the BOMA. Uh, so if in the uh, absence of an, a town administrator, the mayor takes a greater role. Um, with this particular form, it's written into the TCA code. And so it's, it's a part of, it's a legitimate part of the, the government. And so there's that inherent difference is that, you know, it, it's a position that's, that's uh, well, it's legislated. And right. so by its nature, it, it gives it a little bit more influence and a little bit more voice where it, on the other system, the administrator does deal with the day-to-day, but doesn't have as much maybe influence into assisting the elected officials in, in directing policy. And, and while the, the uh, manager in this case is not a voting member, um, it does give them a little bit stronger voice, I believe, in, in helping to educate and uh, provide information and so that those elected officials can make the best decision possible. Well, this may be an incorrect interpretation, but let me try uh, my uh, understanding of maybe what you're you're saying here is that in a mayor alderman form of government, the mayor takes the lead in forming policy and priorities and that sort of thing in many cases, whereas in uh, the commission form of government with, with you as, as town manager, you maybe have a little more uh, influence and uh, take a little more active role in uh, forming policy? Is, is there any... I think that's uh, that, that's uh, sufficient to say that, that it's like that. Um, the way that this uh, elected group is working together, um, they're all bringing information to the table. So it's really, as, as uh, uh, Commissioner Garamoni described, it's, it's really less about any one and it's more about the group. And it truly is the, the group think when it comes to developing policy. And uh, you can go and, and look at almost any of the council meetings and you find that everyone who is, who is willing to put their voice out there from, from the elected officials has an equal footing. And, and they, they, uh, you see it in those meetings uh, because they will, they'll change each other's minds on various issues. Uh, and, and it's, it's across the board. So it's, um, uh, it, I, I personally feel like that the, the manager commission charter is probably one of the best out there in giving good equal representation and good group think to, to the elected body. Well, it seems to work well in Brentwood for many, many years. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Commissioner, are we are, are you in agreement with everything we've con- kind of concluded there? Yes, and, and I think you know it's interesting. I've come into meetings after having done my own research on things, and may think that I've got my mind made up on something and how I'm going to vote. And then you know one of my fellow commissioners will bring something up that I didn't come across or I hadn't thought of, and it and it will change my mind if it's you know significant enough to. Um, to be considered that way. So, um, and I think that's happened probably for all of us at some point over the last several months. Now that uh, September election last year saw several new faces uh, come on to the uh, commission. Uh, 
maybe three, three, three out of five or four out of five. Three out uh, of five. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously when that happens, you, it, it appears there's a kind of a change of direction or maybe a change of philosophy that's, uh, that comes with that. Uh, how would you describe the philosophy of the, uh, maybe I should call them newcomers, but uh, how, how will that change, uh, you know, the way we see Nolensville developing? Um, I think that, um, and, and it's tough to, to say that everybody on the commission would necessarily agree with this. So I'll try to take a, a tempered approach with this, but out of the five of us, I think we all want to see some um, positive and managed growth for Nolansville. So um, we need to add some, some commercial in our developments. We're looking for some mixed use developments, um, some, you know, additional things that are going to fill in some gaps for the citizens. Right now, a lot of our um, residents have to drive to Cool Springs and Smyrna to, you know, to get a lot of their goods and services. Um, and so we want to add to what's available to them closer to home. That will help us support our current businesses because, you know, the more traffic we can keep here, they'll get more visits from the residents as well. Um, as well as, you know, adding uh, additional places for people to live. I mean, the reality is Nashville and all of the surrounding areas are incredibly hot right now for folks to move here. And, um, you know, we'd like to have a, a bit of that, um, you know, growth come to us as well, because it's going to help us continue to, to provide things like our brand new paid fire department. Um, yeah. So we want to be able to provide those services that the residents expect and at the level that they expect. Right. The, uh, you, you mentioned the fire department and uh, Nosville had a, a volunteer fire department that's worked uh, reasonably well for many years. But uh, according to Wikipedia, I think in 2010, Nosville had a little over 5,000 residents. Uh, Victor, you told me the other day, how many uh, do you anticipate this latest census uh, measuring Nolensville at? We are hoping that that number is somewhere in that uh, 13 to 14,000 range. So pretty much doubled over the last 10 years. Uh, Correct. That's, that's really fast growth and uh, uh, certainly challenging. Victor, you have to pay the bills, right? Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We've got, so, to make, we've got to make ends meet. The, the tax base is, um, is probably one of your uh, focuses uh, at all times. Uh, so uh, currently, probably most of your tax base is, is property taxes, residential property taxes. Is that right? That's a, a very significant portion of it is the, uh, the property tax, um, property tax, state shared sales, regular sales tax, those are our, our two largest ones. Um, how would commercial development affect uh, what y'all are able to do? So one of the things that, that Nolansville is, is lacking is some of the, uh, the large commercial that, that, that people want to, to, to come and shop daily, like a grocery store. Um, that's one of the pieces that we are really wanting to get in um, 
the generation of, of sales tax back to the community would be enormous. What we would expect on a, uh, on a major shopping, uh, a major grocery store uh, to, to step into the community. You know, we could expect uh, annual sales, just their gross sales to be, you know, 20 million a year, something like that. Hmm. The, the sales tax off of that is pretty significant and, you know, would uh, come back to, to helping the town to the tune of somewhere between um, maybe on the low end, maybe a, a couple of hundred thousand to maybe even half a million a year, depending on the volume of sales that actually end up occurring hmm. through there. That's pretty significant, especially after you've added a full-time fire department. Um, Correct. One of the most surprising things I learned when I was uh, an alderman in the city of Franklin many years ago was uh, how many people it takes to staff one position 24 hours a day. Uh, takes about, is that about, I think it was about four uh, full-time positions just to keep somebody in one slot 24 hours a day. Is that right? That's correct. Um, you have uh, to, to do it 24 hours a day. You have three shifts. Uh, so there's three people for, for each one of that. And then you really need one in the wings to cover any days off. Uh, and so it is uh, it, it's right at four people per position. So staffing a fire department is a fairly expensive proposition, isn't it? Uh, it it's very expensive. Um, for the, the one station that we have, uh, and right now we're only running uh, nine full-time firefighters plus the chief, uh, staffing that's uh, costing us about a million and a half a year. Wow. Now, how many employees did you have prior to the, uh, initiating the fire department? We have 35 employees okay. uh, before the fire department. You uh, you didn't double your uh, employee base, but you increased it substantially. Uh, Commissioner, uh, why, uh, I mean, apparently the volunteers have done a very good job for many years. Uh, Nolensville, uh, I think, is the only city in the county that requires sprinklers in all the houses that are built. So uh, why a full-time fire department? Why was that a priority? Um, well, so as we've grown, it has become increasingly um, difficult for the volunteers to respond to all the calls they're getting. And it's not just fire calls that they get. In fact, I'd have to ask Chief Wendrow, but I don't think we have as many fire calls as we have other types of calls. And so with a full-time fire department, um, if I'm not mistaken, on this, they're able to have EMTs as well at some point. And so part of this is to get us to a point where we can have emergency services like ambulance, et cetera, down the road. Um, I know there's been, um, you know, times when an ambulance is taking a little bit too long to get to us because we are reliant on Williamson County um, and we don't have that in the Bay here right now. So that's really uh, part of the goal but we want the fire department to be able to respond within the allotted time that, that they are supposed to in order to serve the, the residents. You know, when you go from 5,000 to what we think is gonna be 14, your calls are gonna go up and you know, you can't force volunteers to be there. Now, mind you, 
they were there. Um, and we're going to keep those volunteers on. So we've got a combination department um, initially to get us off the ground. It's just a, really about providing better service overall. Good. Circling back to the commercial development, um, you drive down Nolensville Road, it's a little hard to tell when you leave Metro Nashville and, and enter the town of Nolensville. Um, there's a lot of commercial development just north of you there uh, that's not in your city limits. Um, so is your goal to move similar types of development on down through Nolensville? What, uh, I mean, you've got the historic district there that's, uh, I, th I think pretty important to uh, to most of you uh, uh, of you on the commission. But uh, what would Nolensville look like? Would, would it look like more of what's uh, north of the city limits, or is it going to be different? Um, I I don't think that the overall desire of the board is to have it look precisely like what is north of us in Davidson County. Um, I can definitely speak for myself. That's not my goal. I'm looking for us to provide some very specific and targeted commercial needs for the residents. Um, I would like for it to look more um, similar to what you might see on Carruthers Parkway in Cool Springs mm -hmm. um, or over in the new McEwen um, area with the Aspen Grove development. Um, so, you know, a variety of those types of things where um, you've got appropriate buffering so that I, I really want us to see a difference when you're coming down Nolensville Road where you go, oh, wait a minute, what just happened? Something's a little different here, um, you know, especially when you get into the historic district. Right. So, you know, we want to preserve what we've got there and continue to add to it and make it very much a, um, a town center or a village feel. Um, and so we're looking at all of the zoning um, as it relates to that. We did have a moratorium in effect and, and went through all the village zoning to try and make some appropriate changes there. Um, and now we've got our major thoroughfare plan that's gonna help us um, determine where do we need connectivity that we don't have it currently to help move the traffic through so that, you know, we know where we can put all this great commercial that wants to come to us, right. um, but not clog up Nolansville road any more than it already is. So it's, it's a bit of a daunting task and we're trying to make sure we're not, it, it's difficult to get everything done in the right order. <laughs> I think that's probably the biggest challenge that I've seen so far and, and making sure that we've considered all of the components of that, um, you know, so that residents are happy with what they get at the end of the day. Now here's your curveball. Uh, okay. The, uh, the areas you mentioned, McEwen, Carruthers, uh, those sorts of places, um, all have a lot of multifamily, uh, either apartments or condominiums. Uh, and to be fair, I think Franklin is trying to locate as many people close to where they work as they possibly can, because that means they don't have to drive on the streets if right. they can walk to work. Uh, is no one's going to have apartments in condominiums? Um, that is the big debate right now. <laughs> um, I think... Condominiums are really not as big of a debate for us. Um, I think folks are pretty comfortable with 
with townhomes and condominiums. Apartments are the big debate. Um, I do think that with the growth that we are going to experience, that it is inevitable that we're going to have some apartments. The key factor is going to be where are they going to be um, and how are they going to look from a design perspective and, you know, how do we attract the, the best uh, developers in here to, to help make it continue to look like what we want it to look like for Nolansville? Well, that, uh, that certainly, uh, that's a, a balancing act and city of Franklin has uh, gone back and forth on that subject uh, many times over the years. And so I'm sure you will too, but uh, yeah, it's probably the most contested conversation that we have. <laughs> I, I can imagine. The uh, uh, now, of course, just it's you've grown so far by just uh, single-family residential development, um, and the schools are sized, I guess for more single family residential. Victor, I'm gonna uh, move to you here just a minute, but uh, will the schools handle much more residential development or um, is that gonna uh, put more pressure on the, the schools that are in, in those area? And let me say, you have got one of the most beautiful high school, middle school campuses in the county uh, there. Uh, something certainly to be proud of, but uh, is it at capacity or do you have room for a lot more kids? Uh, it's, it's pretty tight right now. And, uh, and we're very aware of that. So one of the things that we have, um, that Victor actually has helped us do. And I um, found out yesterday is that we've got um, Williamson County schools coming to one of our meetings to help us understand what their plan is for their growth and um, we want to talk to them about what our plans are for our growth to make sure that all of that lines up because um, we don't, you know, we don't want to do a disservice to the children in the process of this and, and have the schools so overcrowded that it that it's, uh, takes away from their education and their learning opportunities. So um, we also have um, some current uh, proposals that are hopefully coming through where developers are offering to donate land for schools. Um, and so I think that will, and or to set aside the land so that Williamson County can purchase it and, and build the school. So I think we've got a pretty good handle on getting the right people to the table to make sure that we don't put too much pressure on there. Victor, Victor did I leave anything out that you think I need that should be added to that? I think you gave a really good synopsis of that. And, and with the key point that we know that as we grow, it's going to put pressure on the schools. I mean, that's just inherent, whether it's um, single family residential or, or if it's uh, an apartment complex of some kind, we, we know that that's going to increase the pressure on the school system. As we allow those developments or regulate those developments, it's our goal to make sure that they, they, they provide some, some equity back to the school system and really not just the school system, but back to the town in the various areas and arenas that we need that equity to be provided. And, and so through, uh, as she mentioned, uh, 
some land donations maybe to the school system or um, could be even uh, donations of, of equipment to the fire department if, if they want a, a building larger than what we can currently manage uh, or, or have equipment to, to reach then then maybe some of these larger developments need to uh, bring to the table uh, uh, collectively uh, enough so that we could acquire a new piece of a, a, a fire equipment or something like that so we're really trying to take a holistic look when these developments come in to what impact they bring to the town and then how are they going to mitigate that impact? Great. Uh, going along with growth, uh, my favorite topic uh, is traffic. And uh, every time Franklin adds another traffic light, I, I just uh, try to find another way to get there. But uh, uh, what, two traffic lights now? Is that, uh, is that accurate? Two? Uh, well, we have we probably have a few more than two. Uh, we have. Um, uh, I think we have three, Victor. I don't think we. Have, it's not that many. I was going to say we got we got three. I was uh, thinking more on the north side, but the the last one I was thinking about is actually uh, not in our town limits. So. Yeah. Um, the you know the traffic is going to be a. a it's probably already somewhat of a problem. Uh, and uh, if you continue to grow at the pace you're growing, it's going to be, you know, more of a problem. Uh, we know what are the plans to deal with that? Uh, Victor, the other day when we were talking, you mentioned a major thoroughfare plan that uh, I think you all are working on. Tell us about that and uh, what that might look like. So the major thoroughfare plan will, will take a look at the community as a whole and start to uh, just go back and, and reevaluate all of our major routes um, to look at uh, if we have them classified correctly. Are they are they arterials? Are they collectors? Are they uh, local streets? And then also to, to review those to make sure that as as we develop those roads over time, that uh, when development occurs, that enough right-of-way is reserved so that those roads can be what we hope those roads can be configured in the future so that we can um, ultimately minimize our, our uh, cost in right-of-way acquisition and we can spend our, put our costs really into the, the development of the, the roadway and the character that that roadway ought to look at. Um, as part of that study, we're also looking at alternative analysis for, for north-south travel. You mentioned traffic, and yes, that's a problem. Um, but that's a problem that, that I think Nolensville has the opportunity to, to, to find solutions before it gets too egregious. And, uh, and so that's coupled with this major thoroughfare plan is, is some alternative analysis about how we would go and develop uh, alternative north-south routes um, in, in order to kind of mitigate that and give people additional ways to travel. Um, we have a, a connectivity policy, which uh, quite honestly, a lot of the neighborhoods don't like because they don't like people driving through their neighborhood to get to somewhere else. But the fact is, is that uh, for really for any, any of the communities in the hub of Middle Tennessee, you really need to have that because there is so much demand Traveled our car travel demand going here and there that 
the main roads can't handle it. And so you need to know what those back ways are in order to get from one place to another. Uh, and a good connectivity policy that is respectful to, it's not trying to make um, the main roads through a subdivision become thoroughfares. Uh, we want to you know, make sure that there's traffic calming there and that uh, people are respecting speed limits and things like that. But part of the, part of the solution is, is lots of connectivity throughout the community. Commissioner, what's your vision? Let's just ask for your personal opinion here. What is the best way for Nolansville to uh, to deal with traffic and, and, and plan for the future there? Um, well, I, I am in complete agreement with everything that Victor just said. I mean, those are the things that, that we're studying and trying to figure out and, and look at. In addition to that, um, I think, especially for the, you know, um, I don't know, those that are, you know, able to bike and walk, that we've got an amazing trail system. And so the more that we can continue to connect that and provide opportunities for people not to have to get in their car, I think that helps as well. Um, of course, that's not going to work for everybody. Uh, not everybody wants to, wants to get on their bike and and, you know, ride up to a restaurant or, or, you know, to a store. But for those that do, we want to provide that. Um, and I do think it's going to take a lot of education um, for the residents to make sure that they understand why we are making the decisions that we're making. Um, and one of the things that we've really been trying to work on is making sure that, you know, even when we're in a public meeting, if we're making a decision that we've discussed in another public meeting, <laughs> I try to sometimes make it a point to say, okay, before we do this, you know, anybody who's watching this, if you haven't heard the prior discussion, these are the, these are the reasons we're doing this just as a reminder. Um, so I think the more that we can involve the public um, in terms of understanding and having some input too, um, that's very helpful. So I know as part of the major thoroughfare plan, um, the company that we've enlisted to help us with that um, is going to have some input from the, the citizens. And, um, and I think that will really help in terms of understanding. Victor, uh, the other day when we talked, you uh, mentioned, well, you and I probably both remember uh, the discussions about a Sam Ridley Parkway, McEwen Drive uh, connector to connect uh, the folks that live in Rutherford County, work in Cool Springs and Franklin, uh, that all have to, right now just about have to come through Nolensville to get there. Um, and I understand you, you say there is a, another discussion that's uh, bubbling up now about some type of connector between Cool Springs and Smyrna. Uh, tell us what those discussions are looking like and what that might uh, produce. So right now those discussions are preliminary um, and, and really uh, Smyrna is the one that is really uh, pushing those discussions or driving those discussions uh, considerably. Um, Smyrna and Brentwood and uh, Franklin have, have entertained some of those discussions in the past couple of years. Uh, but most recently what they have focused on is uh, looking to do a joint study uh, of evaluating and determining what is the best corridor between those communities. Um, 
And as you mentioned, Nolansville sits right in the middle. So the, the likely corridor is probably going to be at our doorstep. And so it, it's, from my perspective, it's very important that we're sitting at the table as a part of those discussions so that we can uh, to make sure that that corridor is where we need it to be, uh, that it is a, a design that we need it to be. Uh, eventually, someone's going to fund it, uh, whether that ends up being uh, uh, locals or, or the MPO or, or, or something like that. You know, it, it, we just need to have a, sit, a seat at the table early on in the process to ensure Nolansville's interests with regard to that uh, corridor are, are met. Uh, Commissioner, any thoughts about that um, as far as your vision of what that might look like? Um, yeah, so I agree that we need to be at the table immediately. Um, you know, I think there are probably two or three different iterations of where that might be. Um, I'm not ready yet to say which one I think is the best because I, you know, I'd like to hear um, a little bit more information on why these different routes were chosen. Off the cuff, a couple of them don't, to me, don't make sense because I'm trying to figure out, you know, how does that work with all the right-of-way issues that we might have? And so it's a little bit hard to, to visualize a larger, uh, you know, connector road going through some of the areas that they're talking about. So um, my hope is that it's a little bit further south than, uh, than what they've uh, at least initially brought to the table, um, you know, to protect some of the um, current homes and schools and whatnot that are, that are there. But, you know, if, if it comes down to it and we can see that it's going to make good sense and the way that the roads are going to be built, if, if we've got the right sidewalks and we've got the right crosswalks and we've got, you know, the appropriate things that are going to keep everybody safe, um, you know, then, then I might be more comfortable with one of the other options. So we'll just have to see where that lands. Right. And Victor, uh, from your experience in Spring Hill, you know that these major road projects rarely happen without state money, and in some cases, money from something you mentioned a minute ago called the MPO. Uh, tell us about the MPO, how that might uh, uh, how that might impact uh, some of this, and 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 how your uh, how that was helpful to Spring Hill in getting some of the projects going down there that uh, y'all needed so bad. So the, the MPO is the Metropolitan Planning Organization. And, and actually um, uh, in the past uh, few years, we, we've changed the name of that board actually to the Transportation Policy Board as it uh, rolled actually out from under Metro Nashville into the Greater Nashville Regional Council as the kind of the head of that group. Well, what that board is, is it's a, uh, a, a poli policy-making board or a, uh, a review board of mayors throughout, um, I think there's uh, seven counties, 11 counties, something like that, that all come together and, and, and fit. It's, it's all around the hub of, of Davidson, all the ring counties as well. And we sit and they, they look at the, the, transportation 
needs for the area. And they set up priorities inside that. They also are able to help redirect some federal monies that are given to the state, um, particularly to the, this body. They help to, to direct those into various projects. And so what our goal is, is, is to make sure that the projects that Nolansville has, the needs that Nolansville has, are viewed as a priority uh, by working through that group. That group also has influence uh, with TDOT. Um, and so once again, even if it's a project that's on Nolansville Road, that being a, a TDOT roadway, um, it it's, is the the goal of our interaction with that group to, to have the others understand the, the need and the priority so that TDOT understands the need and the priority and it becomes a, uh, one of their preferred projects. And those projects, as you mentioned, they, they don't happen quickly uh, and, and they take a lot of money and they, they take a lot of, of, of agencies involvement. And I think that's another aspect that uh, Nolansville is, is stepping back and looking at and, and realizing, hey, you know, we're going to have to be a player in order to bring these projects forward. Uh, most recently, we took a, a, a small step toward that uh, where there is a, a, one of the, the new traffic signals. Actually, as I recounted in my mind, we have four. <laughs> we, have a, we have a brand new one at, uh, uh, at York Road in Williams. And okay. so uh, Lisa's counting those now. Too. I know. I'm like, wait a second. Do I guess we do? Yeah, you're right. Oh, <laughs> uh, so we have a, we have a brand new one, but that particular not so many you can't keep up with it. So. Uh, that particular uh, intersection was not slated by TDOT until the fall of 2022 in order to be reconfigured and, and have a traffic signal put in. And instead of just waiting. You know, the, the town is taking a, a proactive approach and said, look, let's, let's at least put in a temporary one so that uh, we can deal with the safety issue that's going on today uh, while the state is working out their design and, and getting their funds together to, to build the permanent one. And, and so it's looking at projects from, from that vein saying, okay, you know, we're going to have to have a little skin in the game in order to move these things forward, whether that ends up being acquisition of right-of-way um, or, or the pre-design or, or things of that nature in order to help to supplement the process to help move it forward. Uh, if we rely solely on TDOT or some other one, then it will literally take years, years, maybe decades in order to get projects moved forward. So we have to be a, uh, a, a group that wants to take a little ownership and say, okay, this is the priority and here's what we bring to the table. Now, Commissioner, now that you have a full-time town manager, uh, do you think he's gonna have to spend quite a bit of time uh, working through the systems at TDOT and, and the MPO to uh, uh, is that going to be beneficial to Nolansville to getting some of these things done? Uh, absolutely, it is. In fact, um, in our latest meeting, um, I proposed that a few of us should be on a rotation with him, um, you know, so that not only is Victor at the table, but um, one of the commissioners is there on some sort of, because, you know, again, we all have full-time jobs too. So, 
you know, rather than appointing one person to go with him all the time, can we rotate that responsibility? And, and that way, the folks that are in the room get to know all of us. And, you know, if we're coming forward with a similar voice that matches what Victor is saying, my hope is that through building those relationships and, and spending that time that, you know, our voice is heard um, more than it has been. And, and it needs to be because, you know, a lot of folks are, are coming through Nolansville in Middle Tennessee, whether it be east and west or north and south. So we want to um, we want them to have a great experience and to be able to move through here easily and and stop in and, you know, uh, visit our uh, businesses and, and all of that stuff. So if it becomes too difficult, then, you know, we'll have folks that won't even come this way. So we really want to try to be very proactive with that. Victor, you uh, uh, and when we were talking, you mentioned that that uh, east-west connector, and Commissioner, you mentioned this too, but uh, could possibly be pushed uh, quite a bit further south than uh, the the current core of of Nolensville. Um, your again, your beautiful new high school, middle school campus is further south. And it's kind of off the beaten path. Is there a possibility you could push this uh, east-west connector there where the, the schools might benefit from it? Is that a possible goal there? Um, I, don't, I don't know that it's our goal to, to try to push it to where it, it runs necessarily right beside the school. Um, but I think we want to look at it from a, a, a larger perspective as it, as it comes through Nolensville to see if it is located appropriately to where uh, it benefits us in a commercial way uh, without disrupting the, the core area that uh, uh, Alderman or that Commissioner Caramoni uh, <laughs> described earlier. And uh, the, the design of the road, that if it does come by the schools, that the design of the road is such that it provides a very safe uh, course right beside that school. Um, we wouldn't want to have something that is going to, uh, uh, as especially if it's the high school, as, as our, our young teenage drivers are, are turning out onto the road, we don't, don't want to put something and create something that's a, a hazard for them right out of the parking lot. You know, we, we want it to be something that's going to be a, a safe corridor that enhances the town not just provides a, a thoroughfare between two external communities. Well, Commissioner, is that uh, you, that probably consistent with your views as well, I would assume? Definitely. Um, you know, I've got two children that are on that campus, one at the middle school and one at the high school. And um, I hear, I see, because I live in the neighborhood right next to it. So I see what goes on in terms of the traffic today on a regular basis. Um, in my own neighborhood with, with folks coming through the neighborhood, as well as what happens on, you know, the more major thoroughfares around it. So I, I really want to make sure that it's very well thought out and that whatever we do is enhancing the safety for the kids that are going to that campus. Um, it, it's just, it, it has to be that way. I mean, we're already working on some traffic calming currently to help support that. And that light that Victor mentioned before is 
is also going to help with those teenage drivers that are going to the, to the high school now, because it's, it's right near the campus. So um, yeah, I, I just, I would love for it to enhance the commercial and hopefully it will be, you know, in the right spot for that, but also that, that safety just has to be paramount. We're in a hot housing market. Uh, the, uh, I think in almost every neighborhood you can imagine, uh, Nodesville, I would assume, is participating in that, uh, that hot market. Victor, how many um, house, uh, building permits uh, did you have last year? How many do you expect to have in 2021? So last year we had uh, around 284 new home permits. Um, going forward this year, the the number of starts that we've had since January has actually been a little bit lower than what we would have, have thought. But part of that, I think, is due to the cost of building materials. Um, and so we've reached out to the development community to try to understand what their thought process is you know, what their plans are. What they tell us is that for, the, for our fiscal year, between which starts uh, July 1 to next June, uh, that they're expecting to see that number probably be closer to the, the 280 to 300 mark again for the next for that fiscal year. So uh, we're expecting that the next six months is uh, considerably different than this first six months that we've looked at. Well, if my math is right and you have roughly 300 uh, new homes a year, uh, two adults and a child per home is going to put you about a thousand new residents per year, uh, probably two cars per house. Uh, so another uh, 600 cars on your, your, your roadways. Um, Commissioner, and, and I've got a little inside uh, information here, but I understand you're looking at uh, a new zoning district called Plan Development. And um, tell us how that would work and why you are uh, proposing a new type of uh, zoning district there. So the plan development um, zoning is um, somewhat of a, a stopgap measure for us currently as we're re-looking re at all of the zoning to make sure that it's supportive of, of the vision that we're trying to create. So it really allows for, um, you know, in a particular spot, if, if the zoning doesn't really fit what somebody wants to do and they've got a a really cool, unique project they want to bring to us that we think would fit the overall vision, they can utilize that um, plan development zoning to bring it forward. And we've got a lot more flexibility in there to work with the developer and, and come up with some compromises that are going to create, hopefully, the goal is that it creates a, a, a much more enhanced development um, overall. Um, so without getting into too many specifics on it, cause I don't have it sitting right in front of me. I think that's probably what you're looking for in terms of the, what was the purpose and the overarching reason for it. Victor, is that a cover it you think? Yeah, I, I think so. The quick synopsis is that just gives the, the uh, elected officials when they're looking at development, a lot more flexibility. Uh, the developers can be a lot more creative. And, uh, and that, I think, brings some really neat type developments that uh, 
that are different than other things that we have here in the, in the town of Nolensville already. Well, I don't know if you can see and hear me now. Uh, are yes, you, we can hear you. you, we just can't see you. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna step out of the picture just a minute. My battery is running low on the laptop. So, uh, Victor, the, uh, the state instituted what we call urban growth boundaries around all of our towns and cities to somewhat limit the uh, the boundaries that a, that a town can annex into. Um, and uh, you mentioned that, that that's being looked at again. I think uh, I was on a board, must have been 20, 25 years ago, where those uh, boundaries were set within Williamson County. And um, so given the current boundaries that uh, Nolensville currently has, is there enough room to continue this pace of development or do you see uh, a need to expand the urban growth boundary in Nolensville further south? Uh, you can't go north, can't go east, can't go west very, well, I guess you could go east, but uh, what do you see there? I think on the urban growth boundaries, uh, we will review them. Uh, right now, we're, we're looking at the technical side of them. Um, where are the, the limits of and the likeliness of uh, utilities? Because that will be something that, is, uh, that really drives whether or not property is, is ultimately developable, uh, whether that's a... Um, uh, a denser residential development or, or a less dense residential development. Uh, if, you, if, if you don't have an area that can uh, get sewer, then obviously uh, uh, a septic driven subdivision is going to be much, much less dense than even some of the, 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 the least density properties that, that we have currently in the town. So that's our first step is to evaluate those. Uh, we will be looking also in that evaluation at some of the, the other natural, um, the natural boundaries, uh, ridge lines, things of that nature, things that, that may end up being a practical limit as well. And, and we'll just evaluate them. Uh, right now, the, the town actually, ha I would say the town has uh, uh, ample room inside its urban growth boundary to, to grow considerably. Um, we have... Um, uh, actually, you mentioned going east. We've got some areas that we can grow to the east. We've got some areas that we can uh, grow to the southeast, and and even a little bit, a little bit to the west. Not not a lot, but a little bit to the west. And so, um, right now, they're okay. But what we will be evaluating are is what are they what do they need to be for the next twenty years? And, and you're right. It was twenty years ago when Williamson County set these and. And they really haven't been discussed for the last 20 years. They've just kind of been set. Now, here's your curveball, Victor. Uh, <laughs> has, has Triune got anything to worry about? <laughs> I don't think Triune has, has anything to worry about. I don't, I don't think it's our intent nor capability of, uh, of, of getting down to, to that area. Commissioner, is that consistent with your uh, understanding of the commission's uh, views on things like that? Yes, I think, I mean, 
maybe, you know, 50 years from now, if they wanted to, to join forces, that might be fine. But I think it would be up to them. I don't, I, you know, I don't think we're looking to, to go down and, and swallow them up. So that, uh, I think that's a kind of a good place to wrap up this morning. We're about out of time. Uh, really have enjoyed getting to know what's going on out in Nolensville. And uh, uh, now the mayor was unable to join us this morning. We hate that. Uh, uh, Victor, Commissioner, is there anything uh, you think he would have liked, like us to have said that we yes, missed? He would want us to plug the Star Spangled Banner Celebration, which is July 3rd at 6 p.m. Uh, we're going to have bands. Uh, it's going to be a, a great community night out, uh, a great fireworks show. Um, and so we just want to encourage folks, if you haven't visited Nolensville for a while, you need to come by and visit. Uh, come by, go into the historic area, stop at some of those shops there. We've got some really neat retail places there that are unique to uh, Williamson County. And um, uh, just folks need to visit and see what Nolensville is all about. That's great. Commissioner Victor, we really appreciate the time you've taken out of your busy schedules to uh, share all this uh, information with us and uh, look forward to uh, seeing you around the county as we uh, see you grow and, uh, and develop out there. I also want to thank Creed Henderson and the crew over at WCTV for making us look good every month. Creed, you do an amazing job and, uh, uh, just tell the uh, Mayor Anderson that uh, you need a raise. Uh, I also appreciate Tom Lawrence over at WAKM uh, getting us on the air there simultaneously. Uh, our sponsors and um, help in a financial way uh, make this happen. AT&T, our uh, friend Dennis Wagner with AT&T and, and over at Vanderbilt University, Lynn Maddox, uh, we appreciate your help and your support. Uh, couldn't do this without a, a chamber staff that's amazing. Uh, Matt Largen has uh, got a great team going. Um, sorry that Kel McDowell couldn't be with us this morning, but Annalisa Roberts has, uh, has gotten us all connected. And Annalisa, we appreciate that. Nancy Conway, Jenna, uh, all the team out there, we appreciate uh, what you do. Our next show scheduled for July 30th, uh, Dr. Darrell Ampley over at Columbia State called me yesterday. He said, you can go with a live audience again over at Columbia State. And we've been anxious to uh, get that, uh, that notice. Looking forward to being uh, in person live uh, with a lot of the folks that uh, enjoy uh, visiting with us and asking questions. Uh, we will open it back up to questions from the audience. But over at the community room at the uh, beautiful new Columbia State campus, uh, on July 30th, uh, our guest will be Mayor Rogers Anderson, uh, the mayor of Williamson County. Uh, thank you again very much. I uh, look forward to seeing everyone again uh, next month. And uh, that's all we have for today. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Thank you.